Hello everyone, welcome to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. This week's episode is, well it's a bit of a corker to be honest. It is um, a bit of a corker and also, I'm not going to lie to you all, I kind of fanboyed out a little bit. Our guest this week is Ali from the band Zebrahead. Um, I'm a big, big Zebrahead fan. I have been for many, many years and I've seen these guys countless times in concert. And you know what? I am so, so grateful to be able to get to do this podcast and get to sit down with basically some of my fucking childhood heroes in terms of musicians. It is absolutely wonderful and I'm so, so grateful for Ali for his time, for Zebrahead, for being Zebrahead, um, and obviously the PR company, Hannah, the lovely Hannah, uh, for sorting this out for us. Um, I hope everyone's good, first and foremost. You can let me know how you are feeling over at uh, Nevermind Poly Podcast on Instagram. Uh, that would be wonderful to hear from you all. Um, and I hope everyone's been enjoying the wealth of content we've been putting out because we have been churning it out left, right and centre, and we are making no plans to stop anytime soon. So it's it's all going good. It's going good, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, in terms of personal life, Rebecca's moved in now. It's all going swimmingly. Um, Rebecca may be on the podcast in the future. Who knows? Um, we're not too sure on that one yet. She comes on as she pleases. But um, yeah, everything's really, really good. Um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Podcast to support the show financially. Um, if you can't, support the show financially that is completely fine as well the show will always be free but um if you want to chuck us any money that's where it's at anyway you're not here to listen to me ramble on about that you're here to listen to my conversation with ali from the band zebra motherfucking head let's go Hi guys, welcome to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week we have we have a bit of a a bit of a childhood hero. I'm not going to lie; I don't want to make my guest feel old already. But we have Ali from the band Zebrahead. How are we doing today, sir? What's up, man? I'm 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 chilling, man. Thank you for having me on. It is the pleasure is mine. I can assure you. I'm, a, I'm a, as I say, a big fan, a big fan of your work and what you guys have been up to for the last. And let me get this right. 26 years of Zebrahead? Is that correct? Something like that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, something like that. That's crazy, huh? Absolutely. And Zebraheads are basically working harder than ever, basically. It, to put it in a nutshell, we could pretty much end the podcast there and just say, working super fucking hard. Um, you guys are about to release EP number two of a trilogy. Uh, which is coming, one came out the earlier last year, late last year, and the other one coming out later this year. How's everything been? How's, how is, are you excited? How's things? I mean, you know, we're, we're leaving for um, our longest tour in almost three and a half years uh, in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So um, everybody's super excited. Um, you know, we, we've been rehearsing a bunch, um, and when we're not rehearsing, we are writing a lot because, you know, during the pandemic, we didn't get a chance to hang out and write together. So we did a lot of remote writing. And now, since we can all get into one room again, 
we've been really um, either rehearsing um, for shows or, or trying to write new music. Um, so we have been keeping really busy, man. It's been really fun. Um, there's a new energy in, in the band and um, we just can't wait to, to get, get on tour and, and play in front of people again. Absolutely. And that, that's the thing. Like, so the pandemic is the only time, hopefully in any of our lifetimes, when everyone's forced to stop and just take a sort of retrospective look or just go, fuck, like we've never, hopefully in our lifetime or anyone else's lifetime, we're never going to have that moment where we have to go, oh shit, like we have, we can't do anything. Like, and especially for bands, that's literally the, the bread and butter. And you're in like a cycle of perpetual of whether it's recording, then press, then it's the album, it's the tour, and it just goes on and on. So you've kind of had a chance to just stop and take stock, which I guess is kind of okay for, for a minute. You know, like, I think everyone kind of, for like the first couple of months was like, yeah, it's cool, we've got some time off. Yay, amazing, whatever. And then like two and a half years later, it's kind of getting a bit like, we're all watching the clock and everything else now. So it's, it's a bit much, but um, you obviously have made um leaps and bounds in terms of your time in terms of zebra head and recording and things like that so you spoke about kind of a new regeneration almost because that's kind of the vibe i get from from these releases it's kind of a new youthful um kind of spark where do you think that's come from with you guys is it just because of the pandemic and things yeah i mean i think that had a huge part to play in it um you know there was like you said a minute where you're not sure if you're ever going to be able to, you know, do what you did in the past again. Like, you know, we, we, we really didn't know if we we're ever going to be able to go play shows again. Um, and then just being cooped up in your at your house for so long and missing your family and your friends that, you know, changes your perspective. So once you can, you're allowed to spend time with people again and to do what you love again um, with the people that you love again. It, there's definitely a, a huge, you know, different vibe in that. And um, it's been super positive for us. And we've been just trying to um, appreciate the opportunity to be able to write again and to hang out again. And now to be able to go, you know, play shows in front of our friends again, it's just going to be, you know, I, I can't, you know, I'm sure uh, you understand what, what I'm saying, but it's like, it, it's, it's hard to say in words, you know? No, absolutely. And there was something that you said very briefly at the very start, which kind of caught my ear immediately. And you said you guys have to rehearse. And I know that's part and parcel of being in a band, but you guys tour so fucking much. And you've been around the globe multiple times playing jazz all over the globe. Surely you don't need to rehearse at this point. Surely you've just got it like nailed down. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, I wish that was the case. I wish that was the case. for us. We're like I don't know uh, what's that animal that like like it's we're like goldfish. We like okay. it, right when we're done playing, it's gone. Three seconds later, so we we definitely have to when we get home um, before tours and stuff. Uh, have to rehearse and like also we you know we try to change it up but also we like we learn some different songs and um you know and also we you know we just like playing so it, it's good it's a good excuse to to get into a room and just make a lot of noise absolutely and as i say to the you've just announced um that you guys are performing at slam dunk italy along with all the other dates that you guys are doing and you've massive uh, eu run and everything it's it's kind of and I've looked at the support act as well. The support acts are fantastic on this run as well. It's kind of looks like a bit of a mates fest, to be honest. Like everyone's just gonna be hanging out and having a good time. So it is really, really cool to see. Is there any particular like 
country or territory that you particularly go, fuck yeah, that's going to be the one. Normally, most bands say Germany. I don't know what's in the German water over there, but a lot of people tend to like German. Do you have a particular favorite? I mean, you know, for us, we um, were very fortunate when we started out that um, we, we had, a, had a fan base in Japan. Um, and it, Japan is just such a great, unique country. Um, the culture is so, so different and so uh, warm. Um, we have a soft spot for Japan, but I would say Germany is up there. And I'll tell you why people love Germany so much, because the food is so good in Germany. Like the catering, it's like going to like a Michelin restaurant over there. They just have like, everybody knows how to cook there and their food is bomb. And so um, besides the how beautiful the country is, because it is beautiful, um, but I know for us, we're always just like, oh man, we're gonna get so fat in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I can't, being being a British person, I can't really comment on cuisine, the British cuisine, because it's <laughs> fucking god-awful for the most part. We're like probably, you know, one of the most developed countries, but also one of the worst in terms of our diet. But that's for another, that's for another podcast. Hey, Americans are much better, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> so as we kind of said at the beginning, Zebrahead have had a very long career. What is the key or the success or the secret to your success? Do you think, in your own words, if you've if you've ever thought about it, in in a long successful career, you know what I think honestly it is is when you um, are a young band, you don't necessarily think about it this way, but it's not only like a business, but um, with the people that are involved in in, in the band, it, it's a family, right? So because you are, deal with them constantly throughout the years, through good times, through bad times, and um, I think one of the secrets to longevity is understanding when a bandmate is like, you know, needs some space, understanding when they might need some help, understanding when they're a dickhead, you know, cause they're like your brother, you know, like that happens and being able to like, kind of get through things together and not hold crazy grudges and allow divisions to linger that become bigger and bigger over time. Um, and I think it, it, if the band members can have that in the back of their head when they get in an argument over, no, this song sucks, this song's better, no, my part's better than what you're saying, whatever, you know, whatever it is. You had a shitty show, you know, whatever. Um, if you can keep that in the back of your head where you, you make up and you guys move forward and try to improve on whatever the situation is, um, I think that's the key. And uh, Because not only does that save the relationship, but if everybody feels safe and like, the creative creativity comes out more easily and it, it's a space where you can be free and you know you're not going to be judged and you're going to be able to give your idea whether it's not it's great or it's not good this time whatever it's not going to affect you so, so i think longevity as far as being creative you know having healthy um relationships is, is just having that in your head like that you know these are my these are my brothers this is my family and we we you know are going to ride together you know absolutely and that's that's so crucial as well is because you guys are, are such a tight unit from, from the outside looking in you're such a tight unit you've been together for so long and it's you know you're one of these bands where i mean i've got a personal nostalgia like i said i've grown up listening to you guys so it's kind of like eventually and i'm not saying now but you will have to stop eventually you know we all have to stop eventually and it's kind of like oh no 
not zebra hair. They they can't do that to me. Like because it's like you're like the warm blanket. Like you go to like you know when when I'm looking at a blank Spotify for example, and I can't find fucking now all to listen to. I'm like stick on some zebra because it's always a fucking good time. And that's why you should go to the shows, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Very kind words right there. And no, yeah, I just wanted you guys to know I did not pay him. 100 pounds to say that. No, absolutely. I get paid nothing to do this. What, do this. what was your Venmo again? What was your Venmo? What was your Venmo again? My Venmo? How do you mean? Do you guys have Venmo over there? I have no idea what that is. It oh, like, it's a, what's a Venmo. That, um, that's how you pay each other on like uh, online. Right. Like PayPal. You get, what's your PayPal again? Yeah, you got, got to pay that exactly. <laughs> I blew that joke. Wow. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, so... There was a, so I get I get the opportunity to sit down with musicians like yourself on, on quite a regular basis. I'm very blessed to do that, and I always put on my socials that I'm chatting to people where I can before I before I go and do it. And um, the fan base that I have with the podcast was very excited about you coming on. And I said to them, "Have you got any questions for Ali? The best question will make it onto the podcast." And I've got the best question. So, with 20 years of MFZB. Is there going to be any kind of celebration, any kind of special things? One person did specifically ask me to ask you about a vinyl release of that record because it is 20 years of that record this year. So is there anything in the pipeline that you can talk about at all? Or You know, honestly, we hadn't ever discussed anything like that, but um, I'm going to take your listeners' um, suggestion and take it to the band and sure. see what we can do. I mean, it's it's... I'm, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Uh, um, I'll give it up to to, to whoever said that. Um, but you know that is a, a fan favorite album, and I think that that would be a fantastic idea. So thanks for the for the concept and so, keep, keep an eye out. <laughs> so this is a message from my friend James. You owe me twenty quid for saying that on the podcast. Now there we go. I've got your question out there. <laughs> um, so obviously we've spoken a lot about touring and things like that. You've been in the band for a long time and the band have been on the road a lot. You must have bumped into your musical heroes along the way. Have you got any good stories from, from tour that you can talk about? Um, oh, yeah. Can be a little bit like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a good one. Um, so when we were, like, I don't know, our fourth year or something, we got a tour with uh, Cypress Hill. And growing up, I was like, all I listened to was hip-hop and then being from, you know... Uh, Cal Southern California, Cypress Hill, you know, was one of my favorite um, hip hop uh, bands. And so when I found out, I was like losing my mind. Uh, and so we go to the, our first show or whatever. And I guess our manager, knowing I'm a huge Cypress Hill fan, had reached out to their manager and was like, hey, Ali is just like the biggest Cypress Hill fan. So just wanted to give you a heads up, whatever. So I'm sitting on my bus and then there's a knock on uh, the door and um, the tour manager for Cypress Hill goes, hey, um, are you busy right now? I'm like, no, I'm like, what, what are you, you know? He's like, well, Be Real uh, is on the bus and he wanted to know if you want to go hang out with him. And I was like, I peed a little, no joke. <laughs> and uh, then I'm like, at playing cool. I'm like, I guess I got a little bit of time for sound check, but you know, it's <laughs> takes me into the room and onto their bus and I walk in and be real is like standing there as nobody else and he goes hey man um I'm be real and I'm like dude I know and uh so whatever I you know damn up and he's like you want to take a seat and I'm, like I sat down and he's like um rolling a huge fatty 
And he's like, uh, you want to smoke? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to smoke with fucking Be Real right now from Cypress Hill. <laughs> so he rolls this fat joint and um, we sit there and we just smoke. And he's like, started giving me advice on longevity, which is so weird that we just talked about that. And it was him who told, gave me that advice, who said, um, I know you guys are starting out or whatever, but just keep this in mind if you want to have a longer career. Don't ever get so mad at your bandmates that it causes a division where you can't go back. And he kept reiterating that and like telling me different things about, you know, like, like helpful um, suggestions on touring life and like family life and all that stuff. And I just sat there and got high with Be Real for like an hour and got life advice from him and it, he he just like it was one of the coolest experiences that i've ever had it's one of those it's one of those people that you just want to like once you've tapped into his head you just want to keep like keep hearing him too and just like all the information just give it to me like <laughs> yeah 100 100 i love that i love that um so a question i kind of wanted to ask as well from from a personal perspective is I find it really interesting because sitting on this Zoom call with yourself, you, you're a very chilled, very laid back individual. How do you get into that headspace of being like, we've got to play a show. Let's, let's get, let's get hyped. Let's get going. Because I imagine it's very how you are now on the bus before the show, just chilling out, just vibing out, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, we've got 10 minutes to go on stage. Fuck. How do you get into that headspace? I mean, I think, um, throughout the years I've done this thing where an hour before um I have to be in the dressing room mm -hmm. and then I start doing like my warm-ups whether it's like stretching and my vocal warm-ups stuff and as I'm doing that because I've been doing it for so long the like anticipation kind of builds mm -hmm. you know what I mean and um I don't know man it's an innate like weird thing where I that hour when I go into the dressing room and I start preparing it just starts like I, I, you know, my body kind of automatically realizes, oh shit, we got to go, you know, play soon. So it like, it gets hyped and like, you know, with, with everybody else too, especially like 15, 20 minutes before we go on the energies in the room, I could just look and see Ben is like ready to go. Dan is ready to go. Adrian's ready to go, you know, as you know, drumming, getting ready and that all seeing all that too, like it just builds, builds up the whole energy in the room. And then, you know, we go out and play. It, it's not a thing where like you re really think about it. It just ha kind of happens. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, so I want to kind of take you back to, to the early days of the band, because like I say, the Zebrahead that I knew when I was 14 and I'm nearly 30, so we're talking 15 years ago, um, was, you know, a very fucking youthful like band. And you're still a youthful band now in a lot of ways. But those days were crazy, or at least in my 14-year-old head perception of what crazy was. What do you think has changed between now and the quote-unquote the old days? How, how do you find things differently and, and if things are differently from them? I think, you know, the biggest change is back then we didn't really like necessarily after a show try to figure out how to improve like our shows. Um, I feel like now after most shows, we all like try to figure out, hey, this worked, this didn't work. We should try this, you know, maybe don't do that, whatever. Before, when we were younger, like, I feel like we didn't really, 
uh, I don't know why, didn't really pay attention to that stuff so much. Um, and I think, you know, as, as an artist, you, you want, constantly want to get better and grow. And so I think it's just a natural progression to go, okay, well, we did it this way for so long. And I, I don't know if it stepped it up any. And now, like, we're trying to, you know, be more conscious about it. And again, I think um, it really, again, the pandemic had a lot to do with it because um, even since the, the shows now, we're even more aware of it and more aware of improvements and like how we can be, get better and better each show. Um, and again, I think like our, we feed a lot off of the of our fans when we play live, like their energy is so intense and like it, it just makes you, you know, kind of go nuts and, and you can't help it. So it's just like that energy that you get from playing in front of um, your, your fans and your friends that like really get you there, I think. Absolutely. And that, that's the thing. You, you guys are one of those bands that I love seeing in concert, but also you remind me that I'm old. So like the second you hit the stage and the guitar riff comes in, I'm straight in the mosh pit. And about 30 seconds later, I'm coming out going, fuck's sake, I'm near, I can't do this anymore. I'm too old. I've got work in the morning. Like, and it's one of those things. I still have a great time, but like, I just can't help but not put myself in that situation because it just takes you to that place. And it's always a fun time. That's what I always come away from a Zebrahead check on. That was a fun time. Like, you know, you go to some bands and it's great, you know, fine. But like there was a bit more serious or a bit more dour. But like, no, it's a party. Party every time. And that's that's one thing I absolutely love about your band. That's not even a question. That's just me saying it to you. I appreciate as a, that. As man. a lifelong fan of your band. So Thanks, that's really, really cool. <laughs> um, so it's something that I kind of like to do with, with artists that come on here is I want to know and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to work in terms of the musicality in which you play but your dream band lineup so zebrahead and two other bands on a band built doesn't have to sound like you guys doesn't have to stylistically fit but two bands you'd love to tour with oh man so if you haven't already of course okay so i would say for sure um i would say raging as the machine I would love to play with Raging Us Machine. Um, and side note, they were like my my very first uh, show. I saw them in the in, in LA at the Palladium. They opened for Pearl Jam. And they, they hadn't even, I had never heard of them. They came out with these, um, this tape cassette with a match uh, stick taped to it. Yeah, and I and they blew me away, and like next thing they were on K Rock, and they just blew up. But um, so Raging Against Machine, and then uh, I think my favorite band of all time, Beastie Boys. Uh, I we we had the opportunity to play with them once in um, uh, Tokyo uh, at a festival, and um, they were so cool. Like they're somebody found out that I you know I, I was a huge fan, so they taped off this little area, and our band got to sit and watch them up from from stage but yeah so uh you know rage and beastie boys for me i was gonna say i actually read the um the beastie boys autobiography not so long ago and it's fucking crazy good like i i'm I'm what you call like a low-key fan of them like i stick them on like um a spotify exclusives or whatever playlist and it's like their greatest hits and things but like yeah they they went hard like as a band (laughs) yeah like went stupid good hard as a band (laughs) great band love that um so a question i also like to ask is every band that come on this 
podcast in 2023, and I use quotation marks when I say this is sarcasm. When I'm a big famous podcaster and I have loads of money and I make loads of and I can curate my own festival and invite every band that's ever been on back to play a festival, I'm going to create the ultimate rider, right? So I would like to know what Ali from Zebrahead would like to add onto the ultimate rider. So for a little bit of context, we've currently got on, the, and again, this is going to get harder as the year goes on, stuff like sushis on there, white wine, bean bags. Um, I think there's some narcotics. We're not talking about that, though. <laughs> some, some other things. I just want to know who that was. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. It's um, ad, ad, a guy called uh, Woody from a band called Polar. They're a UK sort of hardcore band. Great band. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, what would you add to your dream rider? Um, okay, so this is um, something that is necessary. I feel like you you have to add this. This is for people, um, because oftentimes you go get ready to play show and you're a little bit tired, you didn't sleep the night before, whatever. This is a great drink that will not only wake you up because it'll give you a lot of energy, but it gives you a great buzz too, mm -hmm. okay? You need to get yourself some Red Bull, mm -hmm. okay? Not sugar-free, regular Red Bull. I'm all about and then um, you get a bottle of red wine. Okay. And then you yeah. go half and half. Right. Drink that. Yeah. You get a crazy buzz. You have a lot of energy. And you go kill it. I've now figured out how Zebrahead do their shows. I've figured it out. My 14-year-old self has, has figured it out at age 30. You know, what, you know what it's called? You know what it's called? I don't. We, call, we call it the dumper. The dumper. So, the dumper. So you have to get the Red Bull, mm. not sugar-free, red wine. You have yourself a dumper and you go kill it. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, Ali, thank you so much for your time, my friend. I don't want to take too much of it because it has been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you today, my friend. Thanks, um, man. I appreciate one, it. One thing I want to ask, and I ask every band that's come on, and it is simply, what is the best thing about being in your band? And that can be um, as heartfelt as you like. It can be as jovial as you like. You know, honestly, I because like you mentioned, we we have been touring for so long now. Um, we have had the opportunity to make so many friends all over the world, and now it's been so long. Like they've had kids, and they, you know, like we've known their families. We've you know gone to their houses and stuff. Just being able to tour and know that you have friends everywhere where you you can you know go see them. And now that we're touring again, have opportunity to finally see them again since it's been four years. I think for me, and I know for the rest of the guys, like we really do appreciate that. And we, we you know, um, always look forward to being able to go back to different places and to catch up with our friends who we maybe haven't seen for four years, but like, you know, we're, they're still your friends and, and being able to um, enjoy their culture and they take you out and to like show you what their lives are like and, you know, how, how, their country works. Um, that's been uh, a really cool um, thing that I think we all appreciate in Zebrahead. And that is one thing that I can't wait to start to do again. Amazing stuff. And is there anything you'd like to add to the end of the podcast? Say to the people listening at home, watch on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just want to say to our, our, our friends and our fans that um, we can't wait to come play a show in your hometown. So if you can come, come hang out with us. Um, we're starting to tour pretty heavily. So just check zebrahead.com for our tour dates and, and come hang, hang out with us and 
um, we can't wait to see you. And everyone should definitely, if you're of age, I should add, definitely buy Red Bull and red wine drink it at the bar get in the mosh pit even if you are plus 30 just do it it's the way forward the dumper <laughs> the dumper i love that um thank you so much for your time ali thank you everyone for listening and watching the nevermind poly podcast my name has been matt you've been you ali from zebrahead thank you we will see you next time peace out